Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. Uh, Spurs playing uh, tonight, uh, winding up that long rodeo road trip, which might very well be coming to an end here pretty soon, next couple of years, if they get a new uh, Frost Bank Center built. They might not have to travel all of February, as we can have Spurs and the rodeo together, maybe at some point in the future. But as we sit now, the uh, what was the coming together, you know, back in the day, the the guys would gather around and pack a bag and leave for the month of uh, February, come back ready to go win a title. <laughs> That's no longer the case. We're hoping to win one of these road trip games um, against the Timberwolves. It won't be easy. That's a team that's uh, really, really good. So, uh, Coach Pop yesterday uh, was sitting with Coach K, and we're going to get to some sound from him. But the weekend's basketball games were so ex- so exemplified where the Spurs are today because as Wimby continues to improve, and I, and I heard Joe in his promo, RJ, talking about the, today on the show, they're going to talk about not only is Wimby just about a lock as uh, Kendrick Perkins, he's about to join us. Uh, we got some sound from him. Says he's locked and he's right uh, as a uh, as the rookie of the year. This dude is headed, headed toward all-NBA play. What we're seeing is incalculable, right? I mean, this is we're, we're we've we've found the new frontier, right? That this is uncharted territory, new land that that Wimby's kind of conquering, and that's really exciting. And I agree. I, I think that there's definitely a defensive, um, some defensive hardware in Wimby's future. I, I think uh, it's really hard to make any argument for him this season. As silly as it is to say, it, it always boils down to the obtuse nature of. Well, you know, his team has 11 wins, right? And so it's it's really mm-hmm. hard to kind of, outside of Rookie of the Year, which I think you're allowed to apply extenuating circumstances to, you can't really do that with any other award. Um, he's a marvel. I mean, he's I, – I don't even know what the best element of his game is. I mean, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you, you can make an argument that it is his defensive pass, but it's really difficult to ignore how efficient he is on the offensive side of the floor as well. Maybe his three-point shooting kind of weighs that down, um, and so you – you know, Even that, that recently has been on the uptick. Right. Even that, he's shoot over the last several games, he's upwards of forty percent. So, I put it to you: go if you want to encompass the, the entirety of the Spurs season, go watch the first Why? eight minutes—not even eight minutes, five minutes—of the Laker game on Friday night, because you'll get all the greatness that is Wimby, the block shots, the open court dribbles, the passing, the no looks, the bounces, the alley oops. You get it all. In about four or five minutes, everything that he is capable of bringing. And at the same time, you watch the other four Keystone Cops, I don't know what you want to call them, just stumble and bumble around. 
I'm so sick of watching turnover after turnover. And Wimby's a, a problem with this, too. But I will allow that. Keldon got to sit and watch most of Utah on Sunday night. Keldon got the quick hook for things that occurred on Friday night and things that occurred uh, quickly again on Sunday. Kendrick Perkins was on uh, NBA Today. And I like Kendrick because um, there's no filter with Kendrick. If he doesn't like it, he tells you. Stephen A., Shannon, Molly, we could go play alongside Victor Wimbayamba and the Spurs and still have the same record. I mean, damn. If you look at this kid Sohan and what he's been doing out there on the floor, it's been an embarrassment, to be honest with you. And you can see the frustration all over Victor Wimbayamba's face. Uh, that is Kendrick Perkins on uh, the uh, Stephen A. The, uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, he's right. I don't know about the. I don't know about the anger and the frustration, but he's surrounded by what's that song? Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. I guess. <laughs> Here I am, stuck in the middle again. I mean, it's a. It's one thing, you know, to be bad, but it's so. It's another thing to to put any human being in a situation where the only context they can apply is, I mean, damn. I mean, you know, like, exactly. that's, I mean, like, damn. That, that's, that's the only thing that you can say about this. And we've been saying this for a while now. I am not and have not really ever been mad at Jeremy. And I know you're a, a Blake Stan at Chetty, mm-hmm. e- even at Devin, you know, after the New Orleans loss. I'm not mad at them. This isn't their fault. And But it's actually kind of – and I'll put Devin in his own special kind of area because he is emerging as a proper Robin uh, for, for the future, at least, you know, the immediate future. This is cruel. Like, it's actually mean to put all these players in this situation because it's – the disparity, the gap is so obvious. You know what I mean? It, it's so obvious that people like Kendrick Perkins who have to talk about this, you know, are, have to have to say this. You know, they have to speak these uncomfortable truths. I mean, you're setting this entire roster up to look like yahoos because that's what they are compared to Wemby. You know, and it's a really unfair position to put everybody involved in. And I will credit Wemby, as young as he is, for not having any kind of outburst because when I was that age, I was a lot more immature than he certainly seems to be. And I think a lot of people, you know, at that age would definitely be a lot more selfish about what they're experiencing. And maybe he is in his own circle. And if so, that's totally healthy and totally normal. But this is just such a disaster <laughs> in the way it's all unfolded. I mean, no- nothing about this is is redeemable in my mind in terms of the process of how we got here. A couple things from the weekend. Um Devin Vassell can, is still on a tear. Devin's hitting shots. I mean, they he, yeah, well, he and and some of it, it very much is. But what they combined for the other night, it was like nearly fifty between the two. I mean that. that I think I think Devin had twenty seven and Wemby twenty two. So you're really close. yeah, right there. So that and that's kind of what we were chasing. But Devin, I I, I get that he is uh, he's under a lot of pressure to ensure that Wemby is the guy. And I can tell that he's trying to be that guy to make sure that when Wimby flashes and he's in the paint, that very first two passes of most of the plays they run where they try to see if they can get a quick pin down for Wimby. 
and Wimby will come down and flash the paint. Normally, the ball will have swung. If there's nobody coming, the idea is to get him fast, get the ball to him fast. I forget. It's not floppy, but you, for those of you who really study the plays, there's an entry that they seem to do in a lot of plays. Just a real quick Wimby look. If he flashes and he's open, get him the ball. Devin normally is the in the, the, the internal passer on that play and is always late. Always, always, always late. So they miss that first flash every time. He's Even if he's open or not, Devin can't put his hands around it, can't find the entry. It's being defended. So then we're now we're having to throw two more passes to find somebody that's open or that is at least willing to take an adequate shot. And by that time, it'll dribble off Sohan's foot. Keldon will be uh, – well, Keldon's not even in there anymore. Um, Champagne will be standing over in the corner, and they'll go, like, well, you're the last option, Cat, so we'll wait on you. And then there's a turnover. So – I'm done with everybody. Keldon, I think they're done with Keldon. Oh, uh, post so, game on C- Sunday, C- no pop, but uh, Mitch. Cooks C- C- is asking in the chat, in the brigade bar, for your thoughts, because you weren't here on Monday, on Keldon getting benched after four minutes. Well, I, I couldn't tell. I was watching the game with my fam, and I we all looked at each other. Is Keldon sick? Is he hurt? Well, post game, pop wasn't speaking. I don't know if he didn't feel well or what, uh, but uh, Coach Johnson did. Just repetitive mistakes. Sometimes you need to change up the messaging or change up the accountability or how you do things, and Pop's the best at it. So, so uh, Keldon got ripped. He got the hook. He sat and watched Dude, and deserved he, it. No, you're way off base here. Uh, maybe not way off base, but you're mostly off base. You're you have one. You're like about to steal. You know, like that's how <laughs> how minuscule amount of your body's touching the base. All right, I acknowledge that Keldon was in the wrong, right? In a in a court of law, I'm fine with, you know, admonishing Keldon. But to act so high and mighty, like, oh, we're going to bench, we're going to yank you after four minutes and you're not going to see the floor the rest of the night. Get the hell out of here. Like, re- re- relax. Why? Come, dude, you got 11 wins. You're a joke. And now now you want to take things well, seriously. Well, at least now like, he's now, doing we, something. We, no, but we, we've been watching sloppy basketball all season long, and all of a sudden, on a random Sunday in Utah, enough was enough. You know what I mean? Like, if this had been who you were, if you were this militant-style team all throughout this entire season where somebody took one toe out of line and you came down on him and you yanked him and you pulled him or whatever, fine. At least you're being the same person from, you know, start to finish. But this came out of nowhere. I mean, and I don't necessarily mean Keldon's play. I, I, nobody's going to defend Keldon right now. That's That's separate from the point. But they use Keldon as a scapegoat or as an example to, to see, we'll do it. You, you go out, you piss us off. We'll totally pull you. I mean, like, well, who better? Just, I, I, it was such a joke. It's such a hollow thing. Like nobody take, nobody thinks like, you know, remember when you were growing up and somebody would get in trouble in your class and the teacher would be like, and, and and like the, your your the hair on your arms would stand up. You're like, oh, God. Right, here it goes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm glad that's not me. You know what I mean? Nobody thought that. Nobody was like, oh no, holding <laughs> up. Oh man, I I I better I better straighten up. I I better run the secret plays that we installed after the All Star break because if not, I could totally get yanked and not be a part of our twelfth win here in the final week of February. There's really some serious repercussions that are gonna fall all over me. Chill out. Come back to us. I mean, th- this was such a weakly arrogant thing to do as a franchise. I'm I'm of the better late than never. I bench them all, man. 
I, I, well, I, mean, I, I no, don't want to win that's a game. What I'm saying like, like being pissed off at Keldon Johnson isn't fair to Keldon. It's it's that's who you. This is your design. You know what I mean? Like you you can't. You, you can't, like, buy poor groceries and then be like, this meal stinks that I prepared. That was your fault. Like, you're the person who, who did everything involved here. At least he's deciding to leave a one or two of the ingredients out periodically. And I do think a, a message was sent, and it might be Ooh, way, way overdue. Hey, Keldon got benched, man. Um, He got fully yanked, and it was evident, it was apparent, and everybody knew it. Do you think anybody is even 1% more afraid of anything as a result of that no well i i do think that malachi brenham is seeing an opportunity to get some some minutes because as mcbucket has gone malachi's gotten some more and i will say he's kind of playing himself out of the doghouse and if he continues to play like that then suddenly maybe he can eat into some of those keldon minutes that we have to have did you see the dunk that malachi had on lebron the other night yowza man uh, so I, I think there's some benefit, and I don't think Keldon would have been benched, but for Malachi playing a little bit better, and we we know that uh, Blake, well, not that they're playing the same position, but some of these bench guys are playing better. On the other side of stuff, let's talk about who's not. Zach Collins, holy smokes, dude! Bring your light shoes. It looked like he was running around in combat boots in Utah. That guy looked exhausted. Steel toes. Um... It's also, I mean, it's also pointless. You know what I mean? Like we're we're splitting hairs on Zach Collins and Keldon Johnson. I mean, how many of these dudes are going to be here next year? You know, and and I say that as respectfully as possible, right? You know, and and that's what's we're at the point of frustration and in the middle of this rut. Then now we're just you know turning to anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> anybody within arm's reach is capable of being the fall guy for it all. And and we're just going to get mad at any single person that, that just even looks at us the wrong way or that we just feel an inkling of frustration towards. And so, okay, cool. You're right. He, he was slow. What what else? I mean, like, what what else could – that really hurt. That really – that that was the difference. You know what I mean? Like, well, you're right. It wasn't the difference. But he just really has seemed, as the season has gotten – gone on that his he frame was your guy for a little while his style does not match the kind of offense that pop wants to run he is not the guy you might have been before Wimby got here but it just doesn't it feels like everything changes as soon as Zach comes in here and it's not for lack of effort I think he's trying it's just the system ain't gonna match up very well tonight they they uh, head into Minneapolis uh, to take on what are they 40, 40 and 17 the Timberwolves they're tied for the best record in the West, and they have a score to settle based on the last time that we played them. Uh, yes, so, they do. That's the last time I remember good things happening uh, for the Spurs. Hey, but before I forget, those Utah Purple Unis the other night looked pretty wrong. good, didn't they? Uh, I told Joe this. Did you see Jeff McDonald's tweet about the name of the Wi-Fi at the? Uh, I think it's the Delta. It's, it is. Well, it was. I don't know what they call it now. But well, uh, uh, well but Jeff, Jeff's tweet said Delta. So I, mean, I don't might know still if, be if the Delta changed, Center. But, it used to be the Salt uh, Palace, now Delta Center. What is it? But do you know what the uh, the name of the Wi-Fi is there? Uh, Stockton sucks. What I don't know. <laughs> it, it was. It's a uh, Jordan pushed off. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was really, really funny. That's awesome. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so good for them. But you're right. The purple unis are sick. And 
I don't know why we ruin great uniforms and great logos. Uh, Ryan sent a, a tweet this morning, uh, biggest NBA team logo downgrades. Did you see the Clippers' new uniforms? You know, there's a whole, I read a great article uh, yesterday on the rebranding of the Clippers. Yeah, it was all about like what what even is a clipper and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. a ship, right? Yeah, was, yeah, uh, not, I know it's a ship, yeah. but um, you know they started out in San Diego, and as Balmer's building a new building and you know bringing the Clippers into their own particular era there in Los Angeles, the rebranding of the Clippers. It's a very interesting story to read as they they as they pick out new logos and all the things that go into to building a team. The Timberwolves themselves have their own MVP candidate, and while you know he's kind of he doesn't have the you know, he's the old school dominant big guard, just going to go get buckets. 26 a game. He's shooting 47% from three, uh, or 37%, 38% from three, 40% from the field. Uh, Anthony Edwards is indeed everything that you're looking for in the modern big guard. Spurs have absolutely nothing like that. We got nothing that even begins to even compete with what Anthony Edwards does. But we do have a Rudy Gobert esque guy. That uh, Rudy's been hurt. I don't know if he's going to play tonight, but there is a little bit of that that French mentor-mentee kind of stuff going on. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see what happens with Keldon. He only got four minutes the other night. We just talked about him getting yanked. And uh, uh, Coach Johnson postgame was a little upset with uh, uh, repeated efforts to get him to do something that he evidently did not. Um, I mean, what a joke. It'll be the fourth. It'll be the last time we see the Timberwolves this year. I mean, thank goodness the rodeo road trip is over. Not that, you know, we expected more, but I mean, one because they're not going to win tonight. But you, you agree? Well, we played well against them. They're, you know, the, okay. I don't. Do there's go, nothing that has shown is? me over the last couple of games that they can string together anything more than about four or five minutes of really good basketball. So no, I don't expect them to do it. But a lot of times with this is Minnesota. On a Tuesday night, this is the kind of game that uh, anybody who's been watching film on the Spurs ain't going to be coming in ready to just lay one down. You know they're not they're not scared of them by any stretch. So now you rely on the doldrums of February. The Spurs are the second biggest underdogs of the day across the NBA slate. The Hornets are fourteen and a half point favorites in Milwaukee. Um, meanwhile, the Spurs are thirteen point. I'm sorry, underdogs. Uh, the Spurs are thirteen point dogs. One, one of the great things about watching us live is you can talk to us directly whether you want to call us at 656-3776, 656-ESPN, or you can text us at that number. You can get on the scroll uh, at our YouTube feed. And Esteban Ramon types, should we have traded Keldon while his value was high? His value is no lower today than it was before he got benched. Keldon Johnson is exactly who Keldon Johnson is. And whether he gets benched or whether he gets moved around, it isn't. Film don't lie. And if he gets benched, we're suddenly not lessening his value. Everybody, every NBA GM understands that it takes a, a player and a coach and a team and the melding of all to everything to work out. And Keldon is exactly who Keldon was when he signed the extension. The problem is I think that's what Keldon was when he signed the extension. I think he is a, a happy guy to have completed a good run. I mean, his whole goal since he was a sophomore to sign in high school was to sign the second NBA deal, to go get – uh, the uh, tens of millions, and he's done it, and he's playing like it. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of pride in that, certainly. Oh, um, success, but not Coog's for us. Coogs asked in the brigade bar. We've won more. You mentioned like you could ask questions or things yeah. like that. 
Koo uh, said, we've won more on the road than at home, right? Rob, I have the, uh, I've tabulated beep, 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 uh, the numbers uh, of the Spurs' grand total of 11 wins this season. How many do you believe have occurred on the road? Four. That's your official guess? I thought it was less, but I must be wrong. I, I thought Consider it was four. Consider me Regis. Final answer? It is my final answer. Six. Six. Six of, six of the 11 wins have been on the road. Five times this season, this person won at home. That's just so sad. I mean, it's just, like, I knew that to be true, but it's just so sad. And it's so funny that when you see the, the legendary coaches sit down, there's a podcast uh, yesterday, Coach Popovich sat down with with uh, Coach Krzyzewski. It's called the By Val Podcast. No, I don't know what the name of the podcast is. But um, Pop has had to completely recalibrate what he was saying at the beginning of the year to what he's saying now. Are two enti- This is what he was saying uh, last year without Wimby. Now we're back to it. Uh, listen to what Pop said about the process of getting Wimby up to NBA speed because – like everybody else, he's never seen anything like this. We came to the conclusion that the process in the beginning would be no process, mm-hmm. that we just watch him play and try to figure out what's his abilities and what's his natural positions on the floor where he feels most comfortable and, you know, where does he need improvement? Uh, Coach Pop yesterday patience, talking with Coach Patience, cause, patience, patience and, and we preach patience. <laughs> but um, uh, do we think what after all these games – do we know about Wimby? That, you know, as Pop says, you know, we're just going to watch him play and we're going to figure out what he's really good at. Do we know that yet? Do you, do you have an idea? I mean, I'm not I being facetious. Have you seen something you go, you know what? We need to do more of this. I just, I mean, this is a generality, but I think the ball needs to be in his hands. Like, the, you know what I mean? The ball, he, he, he this is, again, this, this isn't like a, a, Something a learned thing, but he he everything needs to flow through him, which is why we were pissed when it wasn't you know earlier this mm-hmm. season. And what a surprise that you know flowing through him makes things a lot better and, and more competitive. And so, I mean, if if the if the purpose of the season, and I am in no way trying to doubt Pop, and and I know that this <laughs> is one statement, but if the purpose of the season was let's just let's let's watch him play basketball and see how good he is. That kind of feels like a, a, a really ridiculous way to go about this. It is you know a I mean? massive cop-out. Are you kidding me? Our process is no process? I got no plans? We're just going to go out and wing it. You know what? And on top of just having no plans, I'm going to go take a guy who's not good at anything particular in, in Jeremy Sohan and make him a point guard. Because have you, we uh, found out last year he can't shoot, but he made up with it with his inability to figure out how to uh, dribble and get to the lane, get into the rim. So we're going to make him a point guard, and we'll see. You know, we're just going to watch things as they shake out. Did you watch the Barbie movie, Rob? I, I hate to say I have not seen the Barbie. Movie. It's really good, uh, but there's a, a point in the movie where Ken wants to go perform surgery, uh, <laughs> and in his in his Ken brain, he he says, "Well, just talk to whoever you need to." So let let me try, you know, and that's. It's kind of like I feel about what Pop said. Like, you know what? I let me just try some surgery. You know what I mean? Let, let me see what I'm good at. You know, maybe I'm a heart surgeon. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm a, a you know, maybe maybe I'm, I'm more of a teeth guy. You know what I mean? But let me just try some. Let me let me cut something up and sew some stitches and let me see what surgery I'm good at. That makes sense. That's the way we should go about it. 